Kisto. Anyway. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Michalis Pandazopoulos. I'm managing the Liberian Registry in Piraeus in Greece. And today we are going uh, to present some ideas on digitalization and cybersecurity with a panel of uh, a, div a diverse panel, not only from shipping industry representatives, but also from uh, insurance and uh, technology. <coughs> so we have Mark, uh, who is the president and CEO of uh, Mark O'Neill, Columbia Marlowe, partnership with DeFi, I think. Uh, Vasilis Marisas in place of Panagiotis Papayanakopoulos uh, from Ernest Young. Steve uh, Cooper, CEO of Fourth Insurance Office, and Howard Hughes, Chief Technology Officer of Tototeo Maritime. Let me say a few words to introduce the, the subject. Arts digitalization has been in a continuous, a fast-growing stage by all stakeholders in the shipping industry. So is the potential increase in exposure in cybersecurity threats. International shipping organization as the IMO, US Coast Guard, BIMCO, flag states, class societies, ROs, and other industry service providers, as well as service receivers, have identified and dealt to a certain degree with the issue. There have been some regulation and guidelines from BIMCO, from the National Institute of Standards and Technology, the US Coast Guard recently release cybersecurity framework profiles for offshore operation, passenger vessel, etc. And I have seen also reports on cyber lessons from the collision of the uh, United States Navy ships, uh, they occurred last year, USS McCain and USS Fitzgerald. There are a lot of other issues, those, such as different and immature standards, how to deal with regulation in a global industry on cybersecurity, dealing with new building vessels versus the existing ships and systems, building a security structure in a diverse, multicultural, multilingual, mobile workforce, and dealing with an insider threat as marine jobs are threatened by increased auto <coughs> automation. Cybersecurity in shipping is based on principle of risk management and has covered ground the last few years as part of onboard operation and also as part of daily ashore operation. But what is today's status? What are the current efforts? What are the threats, the vulnerabilities, the risk, the development of protection and detection measures, the contingency plan, as well as recovery after a cyber attack or incident? What is the role of human factor as part of the protection measure, but also as part of the potential threat? For this, we will hear in a minute from our panelists. But before that, I would like to give you a very quick perspective of a flag state role in digitalization and cybersecurity in shipping. As it may be known, the Liberian Flag Administration was first to start issuing digitized flag vessel certificate as well as seafarer certificates back in 2006. The challenge of authenticity, online verification, as well as acceptance by third party was an evolving process, but today has been widely accepted. 
The next step was to authorize the RO, the class societies, to issue certificates, the statutory certificate to the ship on behalf of the flag. On the other hand, as a flag, we have focused on training and awareness of ship management and crew. And as such, we have invested in computer-based training to familiarize seafarers and shoreside personnel on cybersecurity, as well as best practices pertaining to piracy, stowaway, and general ship security. Now, on the cybersecurity, my first question will go to Mark, who is um, fortunate, uh, being in Colombia, as Dirk Free led uh, BIMCO's uh, efforts on cybersecurity uh, guidelines a couple of years ago. And I wanted to ask you, being CEO of two companies, Columbia and Marlowe, how the cybersecurity developed? Uh, thanks, Michalis. Uh, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. And thank you to Nicholas for inviting me to this panel. I think we have uh, been quite publicly uh, quoted as, as being at the start of our whole digitalization process. And I, and I don't think, although cybersecurity is currently the sexy topic of the moment, I don't think it can be viewed uh, divorced from the whole digitalization process that we're all looking at so closely and, uh, and undergoing in, in certain circumstances. I think we, we currently find ourselves in uh, what could be called a perfect storm. We have, on the one side, uh, the rush for digitalization. I don't think anybody in the audience needs persuading that digitalization is the way we have to go. We have GDPR knocking on our door, um, implementation required by middle of May. Uh, and we have this big data. It's all about data. The more data we have, the more efficient we are, uh, the more cost effective, and the more able we're to deliver economies of scale. So all of that uh, on the one hand, uh, and on the other we have this risk of cyber attack that can bring our businesses uh, to a grinding halt. It is in fact a, a perversity, isn't it, that the more digitalized we become, the more efficient we become, the better we use big data, uh, the more of a juicy target we become to the hackers um, who will uh, potentially as I said, stop our businesses and damage our clients. So I think digitalization, GDPR, cyber, all has to be looked at in the round. And uh, as far as uh, Columbia Marlow is concerned, we have now spent the last few months formulating our digital agenda and our digital vision. We are now in the implementation stage, but as part and parcel of that, we are, of course, looking very closely at cybersecurity, and the two companies uh, are cooperating, as they're doing in many fields, uh, on that cybersecurity issue. What does that mean in looking at cybersecurity and, and, and formulating a policy for the company? First of all, uh, step one, uh, and I don't think there is any way you can avoid bringing in the experts on this, as with digitalization, I hasten to add, it's the, the biggest mistake is to think you can do this yourself. Uh, step one is to uh, identify and classify what data you have within your organizations from top confidential, confidential to uh, not important or less uh, important. The second stage is then to, and this is uh, the process we're going through, is to uh, identify and classify 
your IT functions in the same way. What IT functions within your organization keep the lights on and enable you to continue operating? Uh, and you have to, again, prioritize those IT functions to allow you to keep, uh, to keep moving. Then you have to perform risk assessments on both of those, identification of data and identification of IT functions. And that leads to a crisis management plan. What happens if uh, the hackers do get through and attack any one of those uh, uh, classifications of data or any one of your IT systems? You need a crisis management plan which provides for a recovery uh, and also provides for a forensic ability to try to establish how this happened. Did we cause it or was it uh, uh, an inevitability, uh, an outside influence? There are then, of course, is user awareness courses, both onshore and offshore, very important for the crew in uh, this, day, this day and age where uh, all operators are trying to make uh, Wi-Fi much more available to their crews to enable their crews to have a better quality of life. Of course, that does potentially open up the vessel to cyber attack, uh, and we've seen that a number of occasions. Then we have to look at uh, installation and testing of uh, encryption methodology. Is encryption methodology actually going to help us, uh, or will a determined hacker get through? And if encryption is going to help us, what classes of data and what IT systems uh, should be protected with uh, encryption technology and methodology? And then finally, having done all of that in this process, one has to design and implement your damage recovery site. When you are hacked, uh, where, where, does, where does everybody convene to uh, bring about a, a recovery? Uh, and you have to formulate your business continuity plan. So it's a, it's a full consideration. And, and uh, I can't emphasize enough to you out there, and I'm sure you're as uh, into this as, as we are in, in Columbia Marlow, you need expert help on this. You need to bring in the experts to go through those stages and, and, and formulate uh, the plan for you. But it is all in the context of digitalization. There is absolutely no point in coming up with a cyber security, cyber risk plan divorced from your overall digitalization. Digitalization is all about uh, processes, innovation, and technology, it's those three things. It's not just about your latest software application and are you able to deliver something with a few more bells and whistles on your computer screen than your competitors. It's about all of those three things and cybersecurity feeds in and is interwoven with that whole digitalization process. A complete waste of money to look at cyber without digitalization and vice versa. You have to do the two things together. So that's what we're doing, Sim. Thank you, Mark, very good. Howard. Um, Coming from Tototeo Maritime, do we have the tools we need today to improve cybersecurity and do we use them in a general sense? Uh, first of all, good morning, everyone. Um, thank you for the question. Do we have the tools? Uh, yes, the tools exist in being able to uh, detect, look at what is actually happening. The biggest issue behind this from, uh, that I see is that very valuable resource called time. Uh, looking through, uh, there's, a, there's a big focus on putting a cybersecurity solution onto a vessel and that it sits there and it cures all ills. Um, this is not the case. Cybersecurity is very organic. 
um, it grows. The solution that may go on today may protect you for a week, a few weeks, months, maybe even a year, but that system has to grow with it. Not only does that system have to protect, it also has to be understood. Uh, and in terms of being able to uh, understand that, there are some tools that need to go with it and there needs to be uh, resource and manpower that also needs to go along with that to be able to understand exactly the type of data that's going through, like Mark said earlier about the classification of the data, which is very important, but also understanding that flow of data and also um, its effect if something spikes or drops, what is the meaning behind that? And that obviously requires a lot of time. And I think that's where um, some focus needs to be put on, not just this sort of magic solution that goes in place, but also having the time to understand what it does and to grow with it. Um, <coughs> I try to show you a slide, but I'm not sure I can uh, do. Um, in terms of broadband and internet, let's take the entire fleet, the worldwide fleet. Where, wa where are we? Oh, that's, that's what I wanted to show you. This is last year I collect the information. It shows that today about half a percent of the world fleet has no internet access. And in a, a year or so from today, almost 80%, 90% will be fully covered by internet. So if that is true or comes true, how much more work needs to be done to cover all of this demand? Uh, very good question. Um, in terms of the, the type of solution, this is also where it needs to be, um, sorry, distracted by the picture. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, okay, as we look at things today, yes, the, there's always the initial fear that um, because cybersecurity, cybersecurity is a fancy term for basically a security that belongs to your IT network. Um, when you initially look at it, it looks very daunting. It looks like there's actually a lot of work. There are many solutions that actually exist that um, can automate uh, certain aspects of this monitoring capability. Um, obviously, it's not, uh, you know, you, you want something that can be able to alarm. There are certain applications that will allow you to look across an entire fleet or down to a single ship that can actually monitor, look for specific key trends and trigger alarms based on that. Uh, and this is very important, again, is how you actually want to manage it. As your uh, pie chart showed, um, there will be a significant increase in internet connectivity. There already has been over the years, and it will continue to grow. Uh, and whatever we're actually doing to keep an eye on it, if you like, or to keep track of it, needs to grow with it as well. So for me, cybersecurity isn't just about sticking a very fancy firewall onto a ship and protecting it. It's also about looking at the behavior of the data and being able to understand it and also follow it through, grow with the demand. More and more applications are requiring internet connectivity, and you've also got to grow with that demand as it goes through. Thank you, Howard. Now, Steve, um, let's say that uh, as cybersecurity is a risk management issue, the undesirable happen. You are attacked. Then what do you do? 
you are coming from an insurance sector, so you have seen it not only in shipping, per se. This is a more general question. Well, if the, um, if the problem is ransomware and the evildoers are demanding Bitcoin or Ethereum, you must make sure you have the proper exchange rate. So <laughs> the first thing that you must check is that if you are conceding to a, a bad actor, to make sure that you are prepared, so have an ample supply available. Uh, while much of the preparation uh, has to do with the technical aspects, we think that uh, not enough attention is paid to the, the human aspects. To respond to a cyber event, firstly, insurance will not prevent that. Uh, I, I wish that it did, I would be busier, but it will not prevent a cyber uh, event. But what you need to do is to think about the very highly specialized technical resources you would need in a first response to an event. You will need a response advisor, a legal expert, to make sure that in responding to an event that your rights are protected and your losses are mitigated. You will need, of course, an IT consultant to do forensic work and help you to restart, cleanse your systems, and to make sure that they are functioning again. You will also need a crisis consultant. Um, a, a, an event, a cyber event, normally results in lost business. What you need to do is to mount a public relations effort to make sure your customers are reassured that this event was really not a result of your uh, negligence and failure to prepare. And lastly, if financial demands are being made, you may need an extortion consultant to help you deal with bad actors. The time to assemble this team is not during a first response. We need to realize that we are dealing with interconnected <coughs> systems and that if you have been attacked, your competitors may have been attacked as well and everyone winds up calling the same people at the same time. It makes sense to contact your first responders before you are a victim, to know the calls that have to be made, to select the people who will be responding to your requests for a response, and to do this way in advance so that, in effect, you know the plan, the players, and the experts that you will be relying upon when an event occurs. So before you even think about insurance, what you can do is to put together the advisors that you will need, whether you are insured or not insured. If you do decide to proceed with insurance, one recommendation I have is, even if you decide to defer it, go through the process of applying for cyber insurance. It is a great diagnostic tool. It's a way to get some very low-cost advice. Borrowing from uh, Christopher Payne, who uh, provided the previous uh, uh, presentation, you will be asked some old world questions and some new world questions. Unfortunately, the bias will be to the old world. You will be asked about the size of your fleet, the age of the vessels, the value, what your compliance record is. You will also be asked about your technical preparation, the educational efforts 
that you have uh, uh, done with your stakeholders in addition to what your compliance record is. As a result of making a mere application and to see what sort of rates are being applied to your risk, you will develop a great diagnostic tool. You will be able to identify certain weaknesses in your preparation. So even if you've decided to defer an insurance purchase or you decide to maintain that risk yourself, go through the process. It makes a lot of sense. Read a cyber insurance policy. You will see all the indemnifications and all the expenses that will be covered. It will pay for the cost of a response advisor, the IT forensic people, the crisis consultants, and the extortion advisors. Know that those are the people that you need to meet before an incident and whether or not you decide to purchase insurance. It does, in fact, take a team and a village of advisors. Be prepared to provide some of that old world and new world information, but whether you decide to shift the risk or retain the risk of a cyber event, make sure you know the experts that you will need when it does happen. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Very, very thoughtful. Um, Vasilis, being from Ernest Young, we just heard, as Steve mentioned, um, the new world, and in the new world, I did see the word cyber, cyber threats, and all of that, and data. So, in Ernest Young, uh, what is the belief? Have we seen, are we at the beginning in the cyber security issue in marine transportation system in general? Are we dealing well? Where are we? or we are just getting into something that is so huge and big that we don't know where we are going to end up? Hi, thank you for the question, and thank you for the invitation also. Um, cybersecurity differs from sector to sector, and in other sectors more mature uh, than others. Uh, within the marine transportation, we are seeing great progress being performed during the last few years. And uh, this is also driven by several factors, some of them being digitalization and uh, adoption of new technologies, such as uh, what was already mentioned here, uh, such as blockchain or Internet of Things or the spread of Internet in online fleets. But it's also driven uh, by bad actors. And although, on the other hand, uh, we have uh, many new technologies that can assist us, in uh, evaluating cybersecurity posture of a company or an organization, it is also true that attackers are getting more efficient and uh, are having also more resources uh, in their own hands in order to do what they do. In that terms, uh, we believe that uh, we're not exactly in the beginning, but it is not, uh, it, it is not the end but by what we're seeing today. Thank you. This brings me to, uh, to the next question for all of you, as uh, shipping is a multi-sector industry. And I was wondering, is there a holistic, and this goes to all of you, this question goes to all of you, have we designed or are we thinking on a holistic approach to deal with the cyber, magic word, cyber security, cyber, this cyber that, meaning not only 
our ship, our company, our people, but also the other services, the other people, the other states, the port, the many stakeholders. So how are we interfacing? How are we merging all of this, us versus them? Let's start from uh, Vasily, seems, and, and move forward. Thanks for the question again. Now, um, th th there is no really such a thing, such as a holistic solution. We can see cybersecurity or risk in general as a process, are, are as, um, a thing constituting of three things, technology, people, and processes. And uh, as such, it's really difficult to implement something which is branded as a solution in order to address all of them. Right. On the on the other hand, uh, this is very important that you mentioned before. Uh, there are solutions such as threat sharing that as, that are implemented uh, in sector wide, where let's say specific organizations that are more that have more elaborate cybersecurity function can share real time threats that are identified within their fleet or within their internet perimeter or wherever. This is something that can. Uh, be taken of great advantage by other organizations in the same sector. Uh, how um, slightly different approach to Vasilis. I would say that a, a holistic approach, yes, um, we can certainly take the approach uh, in making sure that cybersecurity is intrinsic in any form of data, whether it's passing from ship, port, um, any of those kind of environments. A holistic solution in terms of are we looking at one particular product that can cover all? No, that's going to be very difficult to do. Um, but all products roughly are going along the same lines of protection, so that approach can still apply. And I still refer back to uh, what Mark said earlier about the importance of classification of that data, um, where it's actually coming from, where it's going to, what does it actually contain, and that's where you're looking at more of that sort of overall approach. The term you used of saying that it's magic, um, uh, you said earlier it's you know, magic cybersecurity, I would tend to, I don't like that term um, because computers have been around for years as we know, uh, any form of hacking has been around for years, going back to the early days of freaking, trying to find a modem on the end of a phone number. Um, so there's nothing new about cybersecurity um, magic is only a term that can be used uh, when it's something new to you, I think. Um, and it's, this isn't new. The only reason why it's come forward now is because there is more concentration on getting data from ship to shore, shore to ship. But this has existed for many, many years, but it's only really in the last two years where there's been this real sort of focus on cybersecurity. I would like to uh, uh, respond, but perhaps this is a bit counterintuitive. If we think about cyber events as being divided into two classes, those which are simply negligent and accidents, I believe a holistic approach, which has a level of standardization, would be very beneficial. Many of the precautions are simply common sense, and the more we adhere to them, the more successful we will be in thwarting those innocent events which cause loss. However, when it comes to bad actors, the more standardization, the more holistic, the more that your preparation is the same as your preparation, the more we feed into the uh, possibility of catastrophic 
interrelated cascading losses because everyone has done the same thing. I think we must look at the challenges to each of our businesses on a discrete basis. No one of our businesses is exactly like another one, and in many cases, those uh, preparations which are bespoke and tailor-made for our businesses may have a better impact on avoiding cascading interrelated losses. So if the holistic suggests standardization, I think when it comes to preventing the bad actors from being successful, we will actually disadvantage ourselves. And I think that the solutions may very well be very custom made for each of our businesses. I, I'm not sure I understand what holistic actually means in the, in the context of uh, cybersecurity, but my, my point is, I think it's time we all woke up and s smelt the coffee, as it were, on cybersecurity. Cybersecurity, cyber attack cannot be prevented. Somebody, a determined hacker, will get through. It doesn't have to be on a catastrophic scale such as we saw with mask, uh, but it can be on a much more uh, benign scale, phishing. Uh, all of us have had phishing emails. Phishing allows access to our system, so it, it, it's not necessarily the, the, uh, the catastrophic extent that we saw with uh, mass. So <coughs> hacking will happen. You will be hacked. It's a question of how we manage that risk uh, and how we deal with the recovery thereafter. And uh, I, I think it's all very well and, and good to talk about security, but security is only makes it more difficult. It will happen, and we've got to put in plans uh, and uh, reactions to deal with that threat. I think coming back to the insurance point, Stephen, certainly when we looked at the whole issue of cyber attack, and, uh, we, and as everybody in this room, we looked at it much more seriously after the mask uh, affair, uh, we started with the insurance. If you go and try and insure yourselves against cyber attack, you'll find a very, very large premium at the end of that road, unless you really go through this exercise that I described at the beginning of this uh, panel discussion. So you narrow down your area of risk. It's a bit like when you join a company and you, you're, you're told well, you can have uh, life assurance, you can have critical illness, etc., etc. Really? Do I need all of that? And this, this process, when you look at the cyber insurance policies available out there now, really force you to go down, because you don't want to pay that big premium, really force you to go down to the very analysis uh, that we were talking about, and it will result in, by hook or by crook, a, a realistic cyber risk management plan, uh, which, is, which is what we need. Thank you. But let me, let me come back to you, Mark, and ask you, Let's say the market is terrible, the rates are very low, you have 50 bulk carriers and uh, you start doing business, uh, hiring, I mean, chartering them to... Do you re request from your charterer certain security standards before you do business with him or with them? Uh, I, I think in, a, in an ideal world, we will probably get to that point, but we're probably a long way uh, from there, I think for the moment, everybody's got to look out for their own and, and make sure your own systems are as robust as they possibly can be and that your reaction plans, your crisis management plans are as robust as they can be to actually require your contractual counterparts to demonstrate that they have a 
valid and realistic cyber security policy is the next stage. It would be fantastic, wouldn't it? Because you, you don't want to put your own systems at risk because you're trading with somebody else. I think we're, we're, we're some way away from that at the moment, but that will be, uh, I'm sure, on the horizon. Now, now, since I want to finish on a rather uh, uh, humorous the social media, you know, all of the, not only the seafarers, but the, the source-side personnel, they, they use and rely on social media. So could, could the picture as such, which it was given to me by a friend, and I don't know again this, how the next slide can be. This, uh, it was uh, compiled from the uh, technology, Nicholas, uh, for such a panel, uh, it does not. Uh, cyber attack on this, what happens? <laughs> it, they were only just two. Yeah, so it can happen. Anyway, I, I went to uh, different. Uh, magazine, etc., and I found this is uh, some crew on board that was compiled via social media, I guess, Facebook, etc., and, and I want to, all of you to see this, you may have seen this before, to, uh, to tell me your reaction. What, what do you feel when you see perhaps your crew or uh, on the internet, and is that an issue. So this cannot be done. I think I think we saw the photo, didn't we, right at the beginning? So we saw a, 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 a here we are. Is this no? no. We, we we saw a, a party atmosphere. Of, yeah, uh, but no. This is the what is this? Merge and acquisition. The previews. Anyway, yeah, it's, it's uh, some crew parting in a uh, safe or non-so-safe environment uh, and expose the ship and the crew over the internet. You know, is that considered something that from cybersecurity can have an effect on, on, on the operation, on the reputation, on... Uh, the company and, and uh, I, I think that your question probably goes more to the issue of uh, a, a responsible so, uh, social media right. policy right. Uh, and an IT policy as opposed to uh, um, cyber security. I, I, I once acted for a company called Videotel and they decided uh, because social media policy was the thing of the moment and like everything it's all about education to put together a video for crew that looked at uh, the consequences of putting silly photos on, on Facebook or, or what have you. And this was a tanker company. It was one of the Indian crew's birthday, and they met in the, me in the mess room to have a can of beer. Uh, they, they all said cheers at the same time, and what was a perfectly innocuous photo, I think the beer was actually alcohol-free as well, went viral, because the, the, the individual put it on his Facebook, and before you knew it, a huge value was wiped off the share price of the tanker company because 
by, from looking at the Facebook, this was a, a party ship, not a, a professionally run ship. So this is more about social policy, so, social media policy than than, than uh, cyber security, I think. But but equally important, uh, especially with the advent of more and more connectivity on board vessels. Thank you. Any comments from the rest? <coughs> I think the fear we all have is, is seeing pictures on social media and there's partying going on and some of your response advisors are in the photos. So I think <laughs> what we want to do is to make sure that um, actually it is, it is a useful tool and when uh, events take place and there are suspected bad actors Sometimes social media has a positive side in, in uh, revealing certain yeah. information. But yes, I think we... Ah, good. So for the audience, in case you haven't seen... Yeah, I can see you, Stephen, there in the top right. Yeah, right there. So these are... Uh, from Do you know the... these people? Yeah, so <laughs> those are uh, your ship, or on some ship, anyway. Um, uh, I, this is, uh, again, from the social media, picked up from the social media, and as such, uh, uh, it might have some kind of uh, effect. Anyway, is there any final word from any of you before I conclude, starting from Vasily? Final word, yeah. Just a statement. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, um, the, 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 the main thing is that, uh, as it also has been mentioned before, that cybersecurity is nothing new and attacks were happening uh, for many years now. Uh, the thing is how we implement uh, these technology measures that we can implement and how we tie them with our processes. And also, the, the, the final key is awareness, whether it be on cybersecurity issues or on social uh, or on responsible usage of social media, for example, are you saying? Thank you. Howard? Um, yeah, a couple of points, really. The, we've all talked about the risk of hacking, um, but none of us have actually mentioned yet the internal threat, which is generally the crew. And that is, and not just picking on crew, that's all, also all of us in the room here. We could quite easily click on something by mistake, uh, not really <coughs> know what we've done. Um, it's very easy to do, and that you're only as strong as your weakest link, and the weakest link is always going to be the human element. Now, there is a, it is a separate subject in terms of those photos, because that is, that's more of a, you know, how to behave and what are the policies for social media um, for a ship, for a building, whichever. I've worked in many companies where there have been some very strict social media rules. Um, and it is always going to be down to the, the actors in this case that I see that being the, the, the main responsibility for anything to do with security, cyber security or even uh, physical security is always going to be the humans, the people on the ship or the people in the office. They're always going to be the ones who present the largest risk without enough education and enough follow through. Thank you. Steve, one word. Uh, it's a wonderful time to consider cyber insurance because the marketers are dominating over the actuaries. The actuaries do not have enough data to set rates scientifically. The marketers uh, 
are getting large bonuses because they all want market share. Investigated, as Mark said, the whole act of applying is tremendously diagnostic. Take advantage of it. Thank you. And Mark? I think it's all about education. Education ashore uh, and uh, offshore of crew and staff so we actually know what the risk is we're, we're facing. And then uh, the solution is to manage the inevitable. We will be hacked uh, in a, on a small scale, on a large scale, but we will be hacked in this case of managing that risk. Thank you all. I guess you summarized very well. So we, we do have the tools. We need to use them efficiently, effectively, and economically. And we need training and to make aware our people of what we are doing. Thank you very much. I appreciate. Thank you. And thank you, Nicolas, for another uh, successful event adventure. Even adventure.